Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to another episode. Well guys, uh, today's podcast is going to be a little mixture of a couple different things, just kind of following up what's going on in my life and my business. Um, maybe you can relate to it, maybe you can't, maybe you'll pick out some tips, maybe you don't. Um, but you know, this is what's going on with my life and I'm just going to go ahead and share with you what's going on. So um, business is doing really well. Okay, business is booming. I'm still continuously being booked out which is an awesome feeling. Um, but with that said, um, there's going to be a couple changes going on. Obviously, if you guys have been following along on the podcast, uh, you guys are aware that I am actually in the process of building a 20 by um, 40. It'll actually get extended to a 20 by 80 um, in the, down the road in the future. But for now, for what I need to do right away, it has to be a 20 by 40. Um, so I have the, the, the area all cleared. I just have to finish leveling it out. Um, then I can go ahead and work on compacting it. So um, for those of you that are going to put a concrete slab down like I am for my workshop, um, especially with concrete, uh, you want to scrape the grass away. You want to you know, get it to grade, meaning you want to get it uh, to the, the, the height. But not only that, you want it to get it be flat right across, really flat. But not only that, you want to compact it. Okay. Now there's a couple ways that you can compact the dirt or the ground. Okay. Because I have to compact the ground first and then I can go ahead and put gravel. Okay. Three quarter minus gravel. And then I can compact that. So there's a couple ways. You can actually go and rent a compactor. Okay. There's like the little push, you know, the, the push ones that you see sometimes they're kind of a smaller machine, but you can push them around. Um, the way it works is while it's vibrating, um, you can kind of guide it and move it around. That's kind of how it works. It's got a flat plate on the bottom. And they work great. Um, if you don't have one of those, you can compact it with a truck or a dump truck or a trailer. Anything that's heavy. Okay. So I'll give you an idea. Those compactors, the smaller ones, are about a thousand pounds. Okay. A thousand pounds. So I'll give you an example. My truck is over 14,000 pounds. Right. So if you take 14,000 pounds and you divide it by four, because my truck has four tires, you know, now we're talking, you know, what, almost a little between 4,000 and 5,000 pounds per tire, give or take. Obviously, the front of the truck has a little bit more weight because of the engine, but give or take. Right. Um, you can easily drive back and forth over it to start compacting it. So you want to. Um, spray some water while you're driving over it because the water will keep the dirt and everything together um, and it'll help compact it and condense it as you drive over it. Now, another thing you could do is if you had a dump truck, you just load the dump truck as, as much as you can and then you can drive back and forth because at that point, your, your, your weight on that dump truck is enormous, right? More than enough to, to compact. Another thing you could do is kind of what I'm doing, which is a combination of a couple of things. So my truck, I'm using my truck, but not only that, I have a um, generator welder, which is about 520 pounds in the back of the truck that I carry around with me almost all the time. Then all my tools added up in the back, which is a ton of tools. So that's an, probably a total of a thousand, little over a thousand pounds just in the back of the truck, right? Then I have my trailer. My trailer is 3,040 pounds with nothing on it, okay? I have a, um, I can easily add a water tank, which I have available to me, 
or um, pallets of concrete, which I also have available to me. So by me loading up the trailer, plus the, everything connected to my truck, as I'm driving back and forth, back and forth, there's a lot of weight being um, put to the ground. And that can easily compact um, the ground that you're trying to work with. So that's how I'm going to do it because it works very well and uh, it gets the job done. You know, you don't necessarily need a roller or go and rent one of those compactors. You know, you can do it yourself. It just takes a little bit more more time, but you just go slow back and forth, back and forth, back and forth in a grid pattern, right? You kind of go one direction and you switch to a different direction, you know, and you can easily get that job done. And in fact, that's exactly how I'm going to do my ground and my three-quarter minus gravel. All the same. Use a little bit of water, keep the dust down, and just keep going back and forth. So, yeah. So, uh, that project is underway. Um, I'm hoping to get to phase two pretty soon on that. Uh, now, on another note with my business, on the side of my business, um, business is doing very well. Now, uh I don't know how many podcasts back I mentioned why it's important to have a website for your business. And so today I actually went to work. I've been working every single day, guys. Okay, no joke, every single day. I haven't taken a day off yet. And let me tell you, I got some really tired days and some not so tired days, you know. But um, Saturday I worked. Today is Sunday. I I worked today. And um, I went and mixed concrete by myself, okay. I brought my trailer with a water tank on the back, with a pallet of concrete, my cement mixer, my welder generator to provide power to my cement mixer, um, you know, and I ended up mixing concrete all by myself. Was I dying today? Yeah, I was I was getting killed. I was getting killed. It was extremely hot. Um, it, if you was to look at me, it looked like I was, there was so much sweat pouring off of me today. It looks like, it looked like I was in the shower. That's how much sweat was pouring off of me. My jeans, my shirt, everything completely soaked. No joke. I, I was dying. Um, twice today, I thought I was going to have a heat stroke. I had to go and sit in the shade and just just not do nothing, you know, for a little bit. Get my breath, um, drink something, rehydrate, and go right back at it. But the customer was there, and he was blown away that I ended up doing all that work by myself, you know. Here's the thing, I have people that work for me, but they don't like to work on the weekends at all, right? And me, I work every day. And for whatever reason, they don't, it's just, it's just kind of a common thing here in Hawaii. Maybe it is in your area too, but here in Hawaii, a lot of people do not like to work on the weekends at all, right? Which kind of um, puts a road bump or a speed bump in my plan, right? So um, as a boss or an owner, you have to take up the slack. And that's what I did, right? I went out there every every weekend. I go and do something by myself because no one wants to really work. There might be some times here and there where they need the extra money and then they'll come to work. But other than that, majority of the time, I'm taking up the slack. So today, um, you know, I hit the pavement hard and just worked. The customer was completely surprised. He's like, you're going to do all this work by yourself. I'm like, yeah. I said, none of my guys can work on the weekend for whatever reasons. I said, but you want your stuff done. I'm here today to make sure your stuff gets done. So the, the, my customer was ser- seriously impressed, obviously, because my dedication. Not only that, his project got done. He was extremely happy. Not only that, his wife made a full-on lunch for me. 
I wasn't even expecting it. And I, and I normally don't take anything from my customers, right? Because I'm very professional. But the wife made a full-on lunch for me. Like, it was crazy. And um, I really appreciated that because I worked hard today for them to get their project done. And he's happy. Everybody's happy, you know? So, um, yeah, just dedication, guys, dedication. Now, um, talking about my, my, my one of my main workers... So one of my main workers, um, everything's been okay. We haven't had no problems. Uh, I mean, obviously we've had problems here and there, small things where they're either get, they kind of got lazy and I had to jump on them about being lazy and, um, you know, they start getting back on the ball and stuff. But coming this week, in fact, um, tomorrow's Monday, um, he's going to come to work for me. Normally he works for me from monday until thursday every single week okay i i pretty much provide him a full-time job um but there's some things changing in his life um with his family that may not be he may not be able to work that many days anymore which is really unfortunate for him and also unfortunate for me you know because i trained him and he really he, he knows the ropes now obviously and it makes it a lot easier where I don't have to always constantly tell somebody, go get that, go do this, make sure you grab that tool, make sure you take that measurement, you know, that kind of stuff, because he's been trained and he's been doing very well. And um, I do pay him $15 an hour cash every single day. His average take home is about 120, um, is about 120 or $120 and more, okay? Because sometimes we work really, really, really long hours. And then he can really put some money away. Sometimes it's like $200 um, somewhere around there. But his average is about $120 a day. And um, he's been working for me for four months now. And, um, you know, he probably made, with all the extra time we put in here and there, probably about $8,000, give or take, in about four months. Uh, yeah, about a little over 8000 in four months. So that's not bad, you know, for a laborer that, that has no skill. You know, he's not, he's not a skilled laborer, just a um, general laborer. And that's pretty good, you know, money for somebody like that. And uh, because here's the thing, guys, a lot of the stores and other places here locally pay only like $11, okay? In some cases, only like $10.50, right? You're kind of lucky if you find a job that will give you $11.50, you know, that kind of stuff. So I'm paying him 15 so he's making a lot more money than, you know, the other average people that may be, you know, out there working, doing other jobs. So, but um, with the changes coming up, really going to put me in a predicament because, you know, I trained him and he does really well now. And now things are going to change for him. The, the fact is that he wants to continue working for me. He doesn't want to lose his job with me. But because of what's happening behind the scenes with him and his family, it may not allow for him to now work from Monday to Thursday anymore. It will only allow him to work um, like two days a week, give or take. And that I cannot do because I work every day, right? By him only being able to come to work on two days a week really now starts pushing me behind, right? Because I have a set amount of work that has to be done every day. So now with that said... Um, this week he's going to come to work on, um, I think it's Wednesday, Thursday, oh no, sorry, Tuesday, Wednesday. And I'm going to have a conversation with him and, and see if this is how it's going to be going forward for him. Then, um, 
the conversation is going to more lean towards um, that I'm going to have to go and hire someone else. Because, you know, here's the thing, guys. I cannot put my work and my customers, you know, behind because someone cannot come to work every day for whatever reason they have going on, you know, or at least during the weekdays, you know. So um, that's a change because now I have to fill his position. So I, from my understanding, it looks like that's how it's going to be going forward um, for for a while. And so unfortunately, yeah. I am now going to be hiring a new person. So for those of you that listen to the podcast and you guys um, live on the big island of Hawaii and you guys are looking for a job, um, definitely, um, you know, uh, reach out to me. Um, I, I have no problem, um, you know, offering jobs to other people. You know, I have no problem doing that. As long as you're willing to work hard and earn your pay, you have no problems with me, you know? So... I don't know if any of you guys are local here on the island. And if you are, feel free to email me at um, hawaiibiz at gmail.com. Say, hey, I'm on the Big Island. I'm looking for a job. My name is so-and-so. Leave your contact information, and I'll follow up with you, and we can we can talk a little bit. Okay? We can go from there. So um, now with that said, obviously I am looking for someone to fill his position. Um, the requirements is either uh, a couple things. They have to have their own vehicle to come and go. Um, to from my place so basically you ride with me all day because we're going from job site to job site so there's no reason for you to drive your own personal vehicle from job site to job site and all that kind of stuff right no sense waste your gas and stuff so they have to be able to meet me at my my place um you know and then jump in with me and go to work and then at the end of the day you know when we come back to my place they jump out they can jump in the car and they can go home you know so that's kind of the meetup spot um you cannot do drugs you must be drug free you must be able to lift 60 pounds or more um, repetitively because a lot of times we're mixing concrete bags, which are 60 pounds a piece, right? So you got to be able to do that. Um, and you got to have a little general knowledge of tools, right? Um, don't worry about what you're going to be doing or training and stuff. Just I'll, I'll, I'll take care of that with you. But just have some general knowledge of what tools are, obviously, and what they do. You know, that will help me out a lot. So um, I will be putting up a ad in the local Craigslist as well and be um, kind of um, screening people and, um, you know, giving the, the job interviews and stuff like that to see if I can find somebody to replace my other worker, unfortunately. Um, and let me point something out, guys. He is not getting fired from me because he is not, not doing his job. That's not the case. He's, what the case is is that he's just not able to give me enough days anymore, right? To to make it worth it, right? That's the problem. So, um, and he uh, he he completely understands it as well. So he's kind of down about it because he wants to work every day. But you know, I'm not going to you know go into details of what's going on in his personal life. But you know, things things are um, happening in such a way that yeah, it's going to damper his productivity as far as a job going forward. So, you know, we're not mad at each other. We're on good terms. It's just what it is, you know. And so that's one thing about me. I, I don't, I, if anyone that's ever working for me, here's an example, guys. And you go and find a bigger and better job that you think is a better and bigger job. Hey, I'm not going to cry over spilt milk. Okay. <laughs> like, hey, if you can always find something. He didn't find another job. I'm just letting you guys know. He did not find another job. That's not what's happening. But let's say that that was the case, right? 
I have no problem with someone, you know, moving on. Just give me a heads up. You know, give me like two weeks heads up. That way I can make sure I can try to fill your position. That's all. Um, for him, he just has some family things going on. So it is what it is. But yeah, I'll put an ad in Craigslist. I'll be running a ad um, on maybe Facebook. Uh, you know, all these other places to start um, getting some workers to come in. And I can start screening them. Now, because of the whole COVID-19 thing that's happening, there is a ton of people that's looking for work. Right? Tons of people. Here in, here in the island, tons and tons of people are without work. Right? People are losing. They're not being able to pay their rent, their mortgages, and all kinds of stuff. So um, me finding workers is definitely not going to be a problem. The problem is, not a problem, but what it's going to be is me being able to screen, you know, the correct applicant for the position, right? That's where it comes down to. So um, that's kind of the changes that's happening with my business on that on that end. Um, oh, I also took my truck in for its first service to the dealership, Okay. Um, I was supposed to have taken it in at 10,000 miles. I now have 15,300 miles on the truck or 600, like 15,600 miles. And I took it in two days ago. And um, <laughs> the dealership, my truck is all dirty, guys, right? On the outside, like just dirt because it's a work truck. That's what I use it for. It works every single day. We, I'm an island-wide service company and we go all over, right? So we put mileage a lot of mileage, right? When I took it to the dealership, the uh, attendant there, he reads the mileage and he goes, wait a minute, this is a brand new truck, right? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, why, what's wrong? He's like, you have almost 16,000 miles already? I said, yeah. He's like, where are you driving that you put that many miles on this truck already? I said, well, I, I'm a company and we do island-wide service. So we go everywhere. I work every single day. In fact, as soon as you guys are done doing the service in the truck, I go straight right back to work. He's like, wow. So um, they also did a recall. I had a recall notice that was sitting on it. Even when I first bought the truck, I already knew there was a recall on it. And it was nothing major. No parts needed to be changed. It was a matter of them reprogramming the uh, emissions system on the truck. And that was pretty much it. They just plugged the computer in and reprogrammed it and it was good to go. But I also had them change the oil, change um, the fuel filter, um, rotate my tires, and all kinds of stuff. That way I could kind of catch up because I was kind of past my service at 10,000, right? So, you know, they were mentioning too that, hey, you're only like 5,000 miles away from, you know, having to replace your fuel filter. And I said, hey, change it. Change it already. Just, just Let's just change it, you know? So they went ahead and changed it. And... Um, one thing I noticed, though, is when I got the paperwork back that day after they were done doing their whole service on the truck, where it said for the recall, obviously it was free because it was under warranty. Um, it actually had another section underneath there that said reprogram transmission. So I have an ASIN transmission, which is a heavy-duty big boy transmission on the truck, top of the line. And they reprogrammed it. And honestly, ever since they did that, the truck is running so much better. So whatever they did with the emission recall and the reprogramming of the transmission, holy cow, way different. My shifting points are way different. Like way different. I was extremely happy about that. 
I had no idea that that was going to make such a big difference. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm reading the paperwork. And then as soon as I get to the out of the dealership and I hit the road, I could notice right off the bat something was different. My shifting points were a lot faster and a lot more prominent. And not only that, a lot more um, juice um, compared to before where it would ride the, each gear out a little bit longer to try to pull itself through before it would shift. Now it just wants to just go. You know, you, just, you get, get on the gas and it's shifting. Doom, 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 doom. No problem. So that was definitely worth it. So if any of you that have, you know, the newer Ram trucks like the 25s or the 3500s and you guys have the recall notice, take it in. Take it in, let them do their emissions thing, okay? Because it hasn't it hasn't taken away power. I've gotten power. More power to the truck. My shift points are so much cleaner and so much better. I'm so much I'm so happy they did that. So um yeah, as soon as I finished all this they had the service done, I went straight straight back to work, guys. So the truck is all up to par. So yeah, um, you know, take your truck in, guys. Use the warranties. Use use your plan as much as you can. You know, you paid for your truck, you paid for your equipment. You know, take care of these little things. Um, on another note, um, there's a project that um, I got approved for, and um, I already have the money. We already started the job. And um, I was speaking to the owner, and I said, hey, because I have a website, obviously, right? And um, I said, have you seen my, my website? He said, yes, I have. And he said, actually, we hired you solely on the fact of your website. I said, really? He goes, yep. He goes, once we looked at your website, we, we already knew that you knew your stuff. You're very clear, very precise on what you're doing. You explain everything very, very well. As soon as me and my wife seen your website, we hired you. We didn't even want to look anywhere else. And I said, well, thank you. He's like, no, you did a great job on your website. You know your stuff, and that's why you're here. And I said, well, well, thank you, you know. And so that's why, you know, making a website for your business or company is crucial, obviously, you know. Uh, another thing is I went to another customer because we have so many customers now. It's crazy. Um, I went to another customer, and I met them. And it was a flag lot that had three homes roughly on this flag lot. And they're all going in together for us to do this project on this flag lot. And um, they told me that they called um, two other companies before me, right? One company refused to come out, will not come out and do the job at all where they're at. Another company said they would come out. But they were going to charge almost um, two and a half times more than we charge, right, to do this um, job. And uh, they, they were extremely happy to have me show up and, you know, explain, walk them through the whole process of what we need to do. And they were talking to me and explained to me about the other company that they talked to. And they could not believe how much they were charging. It was crazy. And I and I said, well, you know, I said, hey, maybe that's what it has to be for them. Maybe they have a ton of overhead. You know, who knows? You know, we don't know the situation. I said, but, you know, I can do it for this price because this is what we normally do these type of things for. I'm not increasing the price. I'm not decreasing the price. This is just the going rate for our company. So here's the thing, guys. I don't compete with other companies at all. So I own three companies, and out of the three companies, I do not compete with any other companies as far as pricing, 
okay? Um, because you don't want to do that. You, you, what you need to do is you need to know what the work is worth. You need to know what the job is worth. You need to know what you, how much money you need to make to cover all the parts, all the labor, all the moving parts, all the overhead, and still be able to make a profit on things, okay? So as long as you can figure that out, that's, the, that's all that matters. It doesn't matter what the next guy is. That's why I was saying maybe the other company has a lot of overhead. Maybe they have a lot of stuff we don't know about and they have to justify it. And that's why they have to charge that much. Maybe, maybe not. Or maybe they're just trying to rip off the customer. That's a possibility as well, right? But at the end of the day is that I'm not competing with anybody. I don't care if they're lower or higher or, or whatever. It doesn't matter because I know what it takes for me to run my business and to keep my guys being paid, me, you know, just, you know, keeping the wheels moving. So they were extremely ecstatic that I showed up and uh, we started that project. In fact, um, tomorrow morning at 9 a.m., um, I drive from my home about, I think like an hour and 45 minutes away. And I have the, uh, so here's another thing. So in one of my other podcasts, I was talking about um, networking with other companies. Okay. If you guys haven't listened to that podcast, go back and listen to it because it was, you know, good information. And here's a good example of me implementing this again. So um, instead of me purchasing a mini excavator, I've operated them. I've rented a bunch of them. I was considering buying one, right? But I, t I put that on hold because I now have a, a good friend, a hookup. And all he does, he has a little mini excavator. He's looking for work all the time. And it works out great because it's way cheaper for me to hire him. And he'll come in with his own trailers and everything, and I just tell him what he what to do, and he does it, you know. So tomorrow morning, I'm hiring him again, and um, he's gonna come out, meet me at the job. I already gave him the address; he knows where to go. And I'm gonna meet them, him at nine, and I'm gonna start having him do whatever I need him to do. I pay him by the hour to do whatever it is I need him to do, and that's that's it, you know. So tomorrow, I'm in the morning at least. I'm um, filling the role of supervisor. To make sure I can have him do what needs to be done. Uh, and then once he's done, he I pay him. He goes on his way. And then I'm ready for the next phase of the project for this customer. Right? So I already communicated with the customer. Um, was it last night? Um, the night before? Um, that, you know, we're scheduled to come out on Monday at 9 a.m. Make sure nothing's in the way. If you have vehicles and stuff, pull them out of the way. Because we need room for trailers and everything else to come in there. And, um, yeah, we're going to start the project. And they're super ecstatic. They said, wow, we couldn't believe that you guys are starting this early. Wow, that's great. So the customers are always surprised. I always love surprising the customers by either getting the job started early and finishing the job earlier than what the date that we agreed to finish on. Because if I finish it earlier, they're just happier, right? So um, my buddy Aaron, his name is Aaron, the um, guy I'm hiring with the excavator to come out. And that's what how he's making his money, right? He's paying a um, a um, a leasing fee essentially because he bought the machine, but you know he has to pay his loan off. So um, that's his little hustle, right? His little mini excavator, and that works out great for me, you know. And where we're going to be working tomorrow is extremely hot, really, really hot. There's like no wind, no nothing where we're working. So you know, basically, I'm going to point him out, get him started. And while he's digging trenches and all kinds of stuff, 
Um, you know, I'm going to sit in my truck in the AC. I have paperwork. I have my laptop. I can kind of catch up on some of my loose ends while I'm watching him do his thing. And then as time goes on, I can progress and tell him, hey, you know, you need to move the material on this side, compact it down, run it over, whatever. You know, we need to go this direction. So I can kind of guide him through the process of what needs to be done on this exact job. So it's going to be win-win in the morning. You know, he gets to make some money. I get to kind of catch up and get my job started anyway. And then after 9 o'clock, he should be there for about three hours. Yeah, about three hours, um, give or take. If he runs into some heavy rock, then he brings his hammer out and you can hammer it with the mini excavator. And we account for it. So if even if it took six hours or if it took all day, that's okay. I'm allocating for it, right? But if it takes him three hours, great too. So um, once we're done, he goes on his way and then I can move on to the next project. But before I leave the, the property, I have to make sure that I um, uh, make the area safe. So I what I do is I put plywood over all the trenching and all the holes. That way nobody falls into them. Um, I also put caution tape. I put um, concrete pins in the dirt or the grass or whatever we're doing. And I basically um, zone off that whole area. Right. I want to make it very, very visible that this is a place that you don't want to walk on. Right. That way I don't have to worry about liability as far as somebody just falling into a hole or a trench or something. Right. So when he leaves, I'll still be there doing my little thing, making sure it's all zoned off. And then after that, I come back on Tuesday and we are literally going to be mixing four pallets of concrete Four? Oh, no, sorry, two full pallets of concrete on Tuesday. So, and on this job site, there is no water available. None. In fact, the people that we're working for, their houses live on water catchment. And they don't have a whole lot of water. So, um, recently, I um, put a um, IBC tank on the back of my trailer that I can take on and off with the skidster. And I hooked it up with a 12-volt, um, sorry, not 12-volt, 120-volt um, water pressure pump, Okay. So that way I have it all hooked up. I have it hooked up to a water hose with a spray nozzle. That way I have my own water to mix all the concrete we need, right? Because the last thing I want to do is take water from a house that's on water catchment that doesn't have a whole lot of water, right, to mix concrete. So when I go to the job, we are very self-sufficient. We don't need anything from the customer, right? So um, on Tuesday, that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be mixing a ton of concrete. We're going to have pop-up tents all over the place to try to keep us cool, and just mix, 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 mix. So, yeah, having portable water has made our lives so much better and so much easier because we are we have water right where we're working. You know, because I can move the trailer around. We have pressure, pressurized water, right? So I, I have two, one, uh, sorry, two 50-foot heavy-duty commercial water hoses that I can stretch out from the trailer and do whatever I need to if I need to, right? So trying to make life easy for myself and for my workers has definitely paid off already. And it's only going to make life even easier come Tuesday because there's a lot of concrete we have to mix for um, this job. So, yeah. Anyway, guys, just wanted to talk to you guys about my, my, my you know, behind the scenes kind of um, personal life stuff, work stuff a little bit. Uh, and just trying to maybe give you guys some uh, motivation to to get out there and do things, you know. Don't be scared, you know, take on projects, you know, definitely go take on some projects either at your house or whatever, or maybe for work. Don't be scared to take that first step, right? Because after you take that first step, you're on your way. So give it all you got, guys. Keep your head up. 
Be an honest person. Be a humble person. And you'll be perfectly fine. That's all that matters. So anyway, guys, stay tuned. I'm going to give you guys some updates coming up. And we'll go from there. Have a great night or a great morning. I'll see you guys on the next one.